Vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. If you want them, Canada is the place to get them. The firing squad covers the experimental gene therapy injection in Canada because, and I kid you not, Canada has purchased 1,000% more doses than there are citizens in our country. That means enough for every man, woman, and child to receive 10 shots. That's how many Canada has. And apparently, the WEF watched our show from last Thursday, and they watched it quite intently because they've engaged in some Canada-specific damage control regarding WEF conspiracy, conspiracies, or as we like to call them, undeniable and provable truths. And finally, first it was Alberta Health Services that hired a private security firm to put fences around Grace Life Church in Edmonton. Now, Public Health Canada is hiring security guards for quarantining facilities in Ontario. Don't worry, nothing to see here, folks. I would like to reiterate that just in case anything happens to us, we here at the Liberty Coalition Canada are happy and plan on living a very, very long time. It is September the 6th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And joining us for the firing squad is Mike Elbola de Fuego Thiessen. And this is the Liberty Dispatch. Welcome to the Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. Wherever you're watching us or listening to us from, we would just pray that you would interact with our content, that you would share it, that you would like, that you would subscribe, that you would rate, that you would review, that you would rumble, that you would do all the things that help us get our content out to more people. In fact, I want you, our dear listeners, if you haven't listened to it, go back to our third Thursday show about Canada being the vanguard of the WEF, which we will link in the description before, but below, please watch that episode, then share it broadly with your friends, your family, and even people who might be on the different ideological wavelength than you, because we really pr provide the necessary receipts to refute the articles like the one we're going to be talking about coming out by the CBC. But that, that helps us get our content out to more people. You can also check our content out at the FLFnetwork.com. FLFnetwork.com. We are on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, and we're also on their app, which you can download at Google Play or the Apple App Store, and we would just uh, encourage you to do that as well. Also, please go over to our website to check out all things Liberty Coalition Canada, libertycoalitioncanada.com. You can check out everything we've got going on there, news and analysis. We have legal advocacy, and we have activism initiatives, things that we are a part of that you also should want to get a part of as well. And please also, while you're over there, if you could leave a donation on the page that helps us continue to grow, pay for the people who are involved in getting you this content out over and over and over again because we need to put our money where our mouths are we need to fight back against this behemoth that is the mainstream legacy media working hand in glove with our crazy government officials um and forwarding just 
disgusting propaganda. So you need to help us as we continue to grow. And also, finally, if you have comments, questions, concern, please reach out to us. Info at LibertyCoalitionCanada.com. That's info at LibertyCoalitionCanada.com. Today's firing squad is aptly brought to you by Rocklink Investment Partners. The team at Rocklink doesn't invest your money to satisfy a woke ESG goal or fall in line with the World Economic Forum or, like we said on Thursday and will again today, the global head office. No, Rocklink, the team there, they invest in great businesses that will protect and grow your wealth the old-fashioned way. So please get out of the mainstream money and give the freedom lovers at Rocklink a call at 905 631 5462 or send them an email info at rocklink.com that's info at rocklink.com and if you make sure to say that you abhor all things esg and the world economic forum i guarantee you you will have a wonderful discussion with someone there who will be more than happy to tell you about all the good things that they're doing to specifically combat this kind of evil globalist agenda well, as Andrew mentioned at the top of the show, we are pleased once again to be joined by Michael Thiessen. Thanks, brother, for coming on the program. And Bola de Fuego. <laughs> Mike the Fireball. He is Another a fireball, and that's why we need him Andrew. for the aptly named Firing Squad. So you might be wondering, guys, given that, one, the jabs stop neither infection nor transmission, and two, the boosters increase the likelihood of severity of COVID illness, and three, the well, that was, that was two, three, uh, the overwhelming evidence that the subsequent shots increase instances of se severe side effects like myocarditis, and four, these shots are for the older strains and are essentially useless against Omicron. Why would our federal government be so locked into making sure Canadians are up to date on those COVID shots? Well, it is because Canada has purchased some 380 million doses of the vaccine. That means 10 doses for every single one of our 38 million citizens, men, women, and children included. That means eight boosters for every Canadian. And even though our federal government loves to waste our tax dollars when it comes to this poison, they want to get their money's worth. If you really want to know why you need to watch our show from Thursday last week, where we show with receipts that Canada is the vanguard of the WEF global agenda, the crash test dum dummy, if you will, then I don't think you need to look further than what we're doing when it comes to this injection. Guys, comments on the purchasing of 300 or 80 million doses of of the jab well first of all i just want to jump in and say that paragraph you just read 
if people would only listen to that paragraph, Matthew, that, that commentary that you just gave, it sounds utterly like which of the government uh, contractors or which of the government agents who were given the responsibility to procure the doses were like, we need 380 million. Like, <laughs> like someone in the room going, isn't that like 10 for every single, like, really? And then the next person in the room going, don't they redo the flu vaccine every year or throughout the year because it doesn't affect new strains? <laughs> like, just the fact that our government would have made that decision mm -hmm. uh, would reveal to me the absurdity slash likely, most likely the corrupt nature of the purchase. So mm -hmm. I just think that... It's almost as if they don't work, Mike, and they knew that. <laughs> Well, no, it's That's almost as highlights. if someone is making money on such an extraordinary amount of, of purchase. Now, of course, we would have to demonstrate that, you know, before we actually accused the government specifically. But I'd certainly be looking. I'd certainly be trying to follow that money. The other thought I quickly had was also just um, this is exhausting. And it's, it's it, I, I just even if you had made that mistake I just can't even believe that they are now just drug pushing. Like that's all he's, that's all they're doing. I'm done. And this Seven. is purchased with taxpayer money. We should right. also yeah. mention that, right? Seven different it's you suppliers. and I who have purchased these. Seven different suppliers and different numbers. So some of them are up to 76 million doses and another 12 million doses. But I, this idea of getting all these different suppliers like it's just a big, it's just a big mishmash. Whatever, one from here, one. Get your boost. You got your AstraZeneca first dose. You get your Pfizer second dose. You get your Moderna booster. You get your. They just mix it all together. It doesn't matter. It all fits. It all comes get out. Get the jungle wash. juice, right? Except the jungle <laughs> juice, right? Just mix it all together. Everything will be fine, except for the fact that you're gonna die when you're running on a treadmill. That's the only side effect. Is your heart will explode. But other than that, just mix and match. Right, it's like a buffet. A little bit of here, a little bit of there. It's crazy, and and this is all from the Canada website, by the way. We've linked this in the show notes. You can actually go to the government of Canada website, and you can see how many doses are purchased from each supplier. It's it's comical. It's comical if it weren't utterly depressing. It, the the corruption in our federal government. So all this multiple millions and hundreds of millions of of jab doses makes sense. If we understand that Health Canada is considering recommending a booster, not every nine months, that was old science, not every six months, that's slightly younger science, but now every three months. So this is this has changed just recently. They're recommending an injection every three months. This is from True North News, quote, a shorter interval of at least three months may be warranted in the context of heightened epidemiological risk as well as operational considerations for the efficient deployment of the COVID-19 vaccination program. That's, that is a mishmash of big words to make it sound intelligent, but all it really is is put, put the poison in you. That's, let me translate, get that poison in you. This was from a September 1st summary of the National Advisory Committee on Immunization. This was their statement. So here, we're going to see a video 
of our right honorable prime gaslighter as he speaks about the shots and getting ready for the winter. Now you're going to watch this video and you might think, oh yeah, this is from last year. This is last year, the vaccines are just rolling out and he's saying, hey, if you want to have a free and fun winter, you need to make sure you get the shots. No, my friends, this is from a couple days ago. And he says that if you want to have an enjoyable winter that's open, you know, where you're allowed to go skating outside without being arrested, then you better roll up the sleeves to win a trip to the ICU. I think one of the most important things to remember is COVID's not done with us yet. We might want to be done with it, but it's still around. And yes, we have a lot more tools, a lot more understanding, a lot more knowledge on how to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe that have allowed us to get back to regular life in a lot of ways for a whole bunch of people. But we also know that as winter comes and as people get pushed back indoors, there is a real risk of another serious wave of COVID. One of the best things we can do to prevent that wave, prevent the pressure on our healthcare systems, prevent provinces from having to take decisions around restrictions and mandates, is to ensure that everyone is up to date in their vaccinations. The recommendation is, you know, you should uh, be up to date in your vaccinations if you have, a, have had a dose within six months. Everyone who has been a while since their vaccination, today's vaccination, should look at the fact that we have new vaccines coming out this month that are tailored against Omicron, that will provide better protection, and everyone should get out and get vaccinated. If we are able to hit that 80, 85, 90% of Canadians up to date in their vaccinations, we'll have a much better winter with much less need for the kinds of restrictions and rules that were so problematic for everyone over the past years. But every step of the way, government's responsibilities is to keep people safe, to prevent our healthcare systems from getting overwhelmed. And that's where individuals choosing to make sure they're up to date in their vaccinations with these new vaccines is gonna help us all. It's, it's, it's so sad, it makes somebody wanna cry. You know, <laughs> it, when Mike says we're exhausted, we're exhausted. This is exhausting. I mean, we hate to say that we've told you so, but we've, we've been saying this for a year now that this is gonna be the the reality it was all going to come back it was just temporarily we're getting rid of these measures and that is exactly what what is being signaled by our right honorable prime minister justin Trudeau. it's right honorable prime gaslighter okay can we get his title correct right honorable <laughs> yeah, prime gaslighter sorry okay. failed I used to laugh at the term trigger warning. Like Andrew Clavin had that on his on his podcast, trigger warning, the Andrew Clavin show. And I used to always chuckle at that. But now it's like literally, oh, I understand what that means because I'm triggered. Like I'm, I'm I have an emotional, uh, depressed, sad response. I, I have two things to say about this story. Uh, the first thing has to do with that um, article from uh, True North News. Uh, specifically, Andrew, there is a section here that you did not read from that article, and it states the reason for the shorter interval. And later on in the article, the, the statement is because of waning effectiveness. <laughs> so because the product doesn't do what a vaccine's supposed to do, 
Therefore, now you need to shoot yourself with more of that product. Like it's actually in the article, in the statements that are given from the National Advisory Committee. They're the ones saying it. True North is just reporting on it. And then number two, on that statement from the prime minister, I am so troubled. People, you have to realize that when this man speaks, he says, you know, because we want those freedoms that we all so much enjoy or so much like, he is implying, again, removing freedoms. Like that's, it's a veiled threat. It's an indirect threat. And at very least, it is a philosophical threat to your freedoms that, hey, if you don't do this, we can take away that. It's not a fundamental freedom if it can be taken away, folks. Yeah, yeah. No, notice, notice the fact that now, all of a sudden, because of COVID nineteen, your fundamental freedoms are predicated on whether or not you are up to date on your COVID vaccinations. That don't work. That aren't real vaccines. That are some weird gene therapy. Which, by the way, I, again. Yeah. And, and, absolutely right, Matthew. And also just remember the, the bar of evaluation there is not caseload in the, in the, in the ICUs, you know, people being safe. It's actually just a statistic of watching vaccine progress. So now yeah. it's not even about whether there's a problem out there. It's just, we're going to look at that number and it's not even a real number as far as the, you know, who, have we ever cared about flu shots or it's just absolute uh, authoritarianism? Mm -hmm. D-Bar, you got anything to finish off there? Because I got a story that keeps on. This. It's it's the same old story, just a different vantage point. But we, what do you got? So, I mean, the Liberty Coalition, we released a montage over the weekend on our social media. And the montage was showing the clip from our right honorable prime hypocrite as he was addressing his 2SLGBTQAI plus LMNOP, soon to have the pedophile addition onto it with his nation's flags behind him, which I've, I, we failed to mention this. If you take the inclusive flag and you flip it by 90 degrees, it looks like an M for Marxist. So it's perfect, the actual <laughs> triangle. So it really, really is fitting that that's the that that's the nation that he represents. So when we showed the montage going into yeah. like subliminal codes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we couldn't messaging. last a year without yeah. you talking about some weird let code. Like, to let the viewer understand. Yeah. Let it the also stay, understand. Yeah. The M stands for Mark of the Microchip. No, no, no. So Marxist, <laughs> the Marxist rainbow flag. So what we saw in the montage was clips all the way back from March 2020, where you know he exits from his bunker with his messy hair and his beard that doesn't grow fully in because he's not really truly a man all the way. Anyways, so he um he uh so he so he come he comes out and he says, listen Canadians, stay home. This is not a suggestion. Everything's on the table, including the Federal Emergencies Act. You need to stay home or else. That was March twenty twenty. His tune hasn't changed. The only difference is his haircut is stupider and he shaved his face. But it's the same thing. It's the same song he's been singing for two and a half years. Do what we and say. And the goalposts have been. Or, it's, right, not, the, it's not you got to oh, stay home. Have it's they, you gotta, have you, they you, ever? <laughs> you you got to put poison in your body. The, the goalposts have been partake. taken out of the ground and thrown into space and be like, go, hit that field goal. Like, that's where the goalposts are okay, now. Yeah, about the goalposts moving. 
your vaccine boosters have now been analogously compared to getting your phone recharged. Okay. So again, this is coming from true North news. We really appreciate, uh, really appreciate the work that they're doing over that. But here is a clip coming from our federal minister of health who is talking about smartphones. And do you know that your mobile phone uses power and eventually dies? And if you don't charge it, then it'll die. And that is what he compares the boosters to. There is so there, there are so many logical fallacies in this statement and medical errors in this statement. Let's play the clip and then I want to talk about those. Dose. You mentioned in the summer, earlier this summer, that the federal government was going to be trying to work on some campaigns to convince people to get boosted. Um, what can we expect to see now that these bivalent doses are going to start to arrive to encourage people to actually get them? A uh, national campaign will start next week. The, uh, the, the, the title is Protection Wanes, Action is Required, just like a phone battery. Your phone battery you know, wanes, you know, needs to be recharged for your, back, for your phone to work, to have appropriate power to operate, and for your vaccination protection to be effective. So you recharge your phone battery by plugging it to the, the electricity, you recharge your vaccine protection by taking action and getting uh, vaccination you know, protection. So that's going to start next week. Okay, so oh, you man. guys feel free to jump in after these initial thoughts, but here are my initial thoughts. Number one, vaccines don't give you energy. Like, as just a baseline health statement, you cannot compare the need for energy in your body with the injection of these vaccines. Number, if he had said, hey, go eat apples in the morning because you got to recharge your body, that could have been a medical comparison. This is just false on its own face. Uh, number two, really, it, were boosters designed to sustain our living conditions? No, they weren't. They were designed, they're supposed to be designed in order to have one effective shot that would then not require you to come back for recharges. Those are my two thoughts. Well, I think that, uh, so first of all, I don't think, I think you were wrong. I don't think his title is the Federal Minister of Health. I think his new title is the Federal Minister of Dystopia. I think he's been given a new, <laughs> I, I thought I saw the new sign dystopia. on his door. Yeah, so, medical dystopia. So that's my yeah. first thing. The I am attempting thing is, to make, a, like I'm attempting even before we retitle everybody to actually give them the actual title so people know who we're actually talking about. Yeah. Right, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're, Baltimore, we're going to, well, Bartolo, yeah. Uh, you know, Harry Potter world of retitling. Well, I think, I think, work. I think it's because we have to call them what they're, what they do, not just what they are. Right. We got it. Like, this is what they yeah. do. So that's the new title. But I actually think in some ways that calling the booster, like charging a phone is actually a really, really good analogy. And here's why. If I fully charge my phone, the battery on my phone will last about as long as the efficacy of a booster. So in that sense, they're the same. 
that really I'll get a day or two out of it before I need another one, and then it dies uh. again. So if that's what he was thinking, then he's bang on that uh, yeah. just a couple days before you need to charge again. Sure, yeah, if that's what he had in mind, then it's 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 a it's an apt analogy. Yeah, but the reality is, Andrew, it it, it more sucks the life from us than it actually gives us life. It's just really perverse to see a minister of health talk about Canadian citizens, guys, like we're just meat robots, right? That's as, that's essentially what's going on here. I feel oh. like someone else has said that before. Like the WEF yeah. has said something about hacking humans. No, and... Andrew, they're just no. That's a right. Think tank. They, they would never. They would never say control. that. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we're machines that you can plug into or and recharge yeah. or and, hack yeah. or hack. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that, that's that not would us. Be impossible. Yeah, I don't know where yeah. I would be getting that from. No, exactly. But it's just, it's, it's callous. It's callous. It's insane. And the fact that these people just speak in this way with a straight face, I, I, I said this on the program. Why can we as Christians not apply the very s simple um, fact of the matter that you will know them by their fruit to our government? You will know who our government officials truly are by what they say and by what they do. Just as you'll know anybody by that. That's the measurement that Christ says that we'll know people by. Can we not discern that these are crazy, tyrannical technocrats that want to manage their citizens as though they're just little meat puppets? Like, this is clearly how they're dealing with the population of Canada. And we need to expect better of our politicians and fight back against this total insanity. It's so callous. It's so crass and it's so silly, but they speak to us as though we're, we're idiots. And that's, that's truly how they feel about Canadian citizens. They hate you. They think you're an idiot. They think you're a child who has to be pampered and has to have their little diapers changed and their butt wiped. That's exactly the way that these officials, who are supposed to be our servants for our good, think of us. Well, I'm glad you got serious there, Matthew, because it's, it's hard to laugh about this one for me because – you got to remember, I have so many very sincere friends who have gone out and been vaccinated multiple times now, gotten their booster, and it is all supposedly in the name of a a um, a complex, very important gesture of of doing the right thing with health evidence, with medical evidence behind it. And when you say the word callous, I, I like that because this, like, this is it's unquantifiable. Like, I, I, I don't want to go on about this, but you just, you cannot take what he has said other than complete duplicity, like, like utter failure. Like, it, you, you couldn't take that for truth if you wanted to. Take the vaccine or your body will run out of power. Go ask an eight-year-old if they needed a vaccine or for their body to run out of power tomorrow and they would laugh at you. Like it's, it's just so 
non-medical. And for he, so, but these so are medical experts, Mike. Just listen to the experts. Listen no, I know. So science. this is just what I'm getting at. It's so <laughs> serious that they would be so blatant about this, Matthew. Like you said, callous and 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 heartless and and actually just outright uh, cavalier now <laughs> about what this is really about, and it's about making money off of people getting shots and obtaining power. That's and it. not wasting and the money, right? Because mm -hmm. they've already bought the 380 yeah. million doses. Yeah. And, and so and they got to make sure they get their money's worth. It should be noticed, noted too, that um, our country has just approved the use of this new Omicron specific jab that did not receive human trials. It was tried on 12 mice. That was the extent of the trials that they're, they've done. And this gets the precedent. We said there's no evidence for this. There's, there's no long-term long safety data. People balked at that. Oh, it's an emergency, blah, blah, blah. But once that precedent has been set, once that standard has been lowered, we're just seeing it just lower and lower and lower. No human trials. We don't even need it. And it's not even for the current Omicron variant. It's for an old variant. So, yeah, the BA5, again, is it? It's yeah, for the BA5 variant? Yeah. So it's targeted not at the, the specific variants that are spreading freely throughout Canada right now. But, again, it's vaccine or nothing. It's jab or you can't be a full citizen participating in Canadian life. That's the extent of what we got to. And, guys, on this note, just a last story that kind of just fits again in, into this vaccine theme that we're talking about on the firing squad squad. And this is the callousness and the, uh, the evil nature of what's going on from our government, our government officials, a story coming again from true North, which we're appreciative uh, for their journalism. The government apparently sent government officials to train airlines on how to deny vaccine ex exemptions so access to information documents titled federal vaccine mandates guidelines on requirements acquired by black locks reporter revealed government lawyers coaching airlines to doubt exemptions on solid grounds one memo titled managers toolkit for the implement, implementation of the policy on COVID-19 vaccination instructed airlines to focus on the sincerity of the individual belief rooted in religion in declining the exemption. They must explain how vaccination would conflict with their religious belief in a way that is not trivial or insubstantial. Meaning being vaccinated conflicts with genuine connection with the divine. The memo elaborated. I got to jump in right there quick, Matt. Hold on. Before, but I got, so, I, so we're, we're going to talk about this later in, in the episode about how what we're seeing is we're up against another religion with another yeah. system of beliefs. But as you read that quote, I didn't, I didn't think about this until you just read that quote. Who looks at the outward appearance? Man does. Mm -hmm. Who looks at the heart? It's God that knows the heart. But here, the federal lawyers are saying, no, 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 no. You can know the heart. You mm -hmm. can know the heart of people. You can, you can zoom in on the sincerity mm -hmm. of the individual belief rooted in religion. You can know if the person's being honest. You can, you can know their heart and saying that you, 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 can, you can be God. You can know their heart. And this, it's, 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 it's maddening the audacity 
to say that you can discern a person, the sincerity of a person's belief because you're trained to scan their boarding pass. Therefore, you're trained to discern their heart. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's absolutely absurd, and it points to the totalitarian nature of what's happened during this time of this COVID craziness. The state is now taking control of all things, including bringing under its purview the examination of one's theological convictions and the validity thereof. It's as though they're um, a consistory who's trying to do an examination uh, of someone's belief so they can partake in the Lord's Supper. Like, not only do they not have the government does not have the the ministry of the keys, but they don't even have the framework. Even just the language they use in that quote is absolutely and totally and utterly absurd. Yet they have now made themselves the high priest of not only medicine, but theology. And that is truly what is what is disgusting buried in this story. Mike, and any, if, any we talk, if, if we go back to some of the episodes that I've shot with James Kitchen, um, there, there are freedom of religion cases in our country where there is, a, there is a bare minimum threshold that someone has to demonstrate a sincerely held belief. Now, what James has said to us many times is that that threshold is very low. And that threshold also um, gives gives room for individual religious beliefs within a religion. So Christians have matters of conscience where they would disagree with other Christians within our, within our laws. We there, the, the, the benchmark or the threshold is low enough that, that those inconsistencies or those matters of conscience would be a valid before court. So someone could walk out and say, no, I fully hundred percent believe I should get vaccinated every time the government tells me to, uh, based because I'm scared and, uh, I'm going to go do this and it's consistent with my Christian belief because I've done research in the vaccine and I believe in truth. Okay. And then another Christian could be like, I've done more research. Like there is a ton of freedom supposed to be in the courts. Second of all, this is not a court case. This is not court. This is a private industry being trained by a government bureaucrat to make calls that would normally be restricted to court cases. So this is out of context. It's out of line. It's complete overreach. It's absurd. You know, Matt, you said they don't even have the language. Like, can you imagine being a, being a, being a someone on you know a call center getting trained on you know you're a muslim being trained on how to tell christians whether their their beliefs are sincere or you're a a third year liter, literature student and you haven't read the bible in your whole life and and you're trying to judge the sincerity of someone's beliefs without a lawyer present with without due process like this is just absolute discrimination is what it is um, it's a fraudulent process. And again, we should be pushing back on these things it, 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 legally in the strongest way possible. And that's why we, I know that James has got a number of 
Um, I know he's got a number of cases that we're working on in order to fight back on this. I just want to reference everybody to our January 5th podcast between James and I, where we, we, where he did a legal update for LCC and, uh, you know, we won't, we've only had 2,300, uh, views on that, on our rumble channel. Maybe we need to get that up so people can go back and be refreshed about how James has taught about all of this in the past. I don't want to disparage the flight industry, not at all. I, 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 that's not what I want to do. But let's be honest about what's happening here. There are people whose job it is, is to call who gets to sit down next on the plane and to make sure that the name on the boarding pass matches the name on the passport. That's their job. That's what they've been trained to do, right? Which my 10-year-old could also do. And these people have been coached and given the authority to say to someone, your deeply held religious beliefs are invalid because it doesn't pass the test that was given to me by some empty chested lawyer from the state in order to flex tyranny on you. And Mike, I'm, I mean, I'm sure like me, you filled out a number of exemption forms, people saying, because of my religious held beliefs, I, I need exemption from the jab, whether it's for school, whether it's for work, whether it's, and again, the, 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 the complete madness of some school administrator who is just some dweeb to say to a letter that I have written, knowing the person, aware of the scriptures, understanding matters of conscience with scriptural backing up and references and evidence. And to be able to say to that, well, I've been instructed to stamp no. These people aren't pastors. These people aren't ministers. These people are, they're not even Christians. So they, they, they don't love the Lord. They hate the Lord. They hate his law. They hate his word. So they are in no position, and yet you would take. I, I know Tim. You know, I was talking about this with Tim as well. That you would have people say to him, writing these letters, "I know the person. I know what we believe," and to say, "No, no, 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 thank you. No, I'm a school administrator. I'm a. I'm. I'm. I. I. I work at the airport scanning boarding passes. I happen to be some pencil pusher. It's some government organization. I have the authority to say your religious beliefs are nonsense." That's garbage, and we need to call it out as garbage, and we need to say that is it is lawless, it is immoral, and it is the sort of thing that will equal the further decay of our country and the moorings that hold our social order together. If we allow that, that's the thing that equals the erosion of that which holds Canada together, and we can't just stand by and say, oh, well, they're just, no, 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 no. It is bad, it is very evil, and it must be called out as such. Proverbs 21.6 A fortune made by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a deadly snare. And that's uh, what these private companies have fallen into, a deadly snare. And we'll, we'll, we will see um, some of the, the, the ramifications of this in the future, according to God's Word. Absolutely. You're even seeing it now, because many of these uh, companies who you know, played stupid games, they've won the stupid prize of, of being, of going under or, uh, you know, being in dire straits. So I hope everybody appreciated the firing squad. Apparently we're not done with COVID craziness or vaccine mandates or the state trying to be God. Um, and if we're going to stand up for 
not only our sincerely held religious convictions, but our God-ordained, God-given fundamental freedoms as Canadian citizens, then we need to, with everything we have, fight back against this nonsense. Mike, thanks again for joining us. We always appreciate your analysis. It's Who are you interviewing this, uh, this weekend, Mike? Who do you have? Oh, this is a big one, and it was a fantastic interview. Everybody, you need to get, you know, buckle up and get ready to hear Denny Rancor. Um, we talked about so many different things, but particularly we talked about the hoax that is climate science. And I got to tell you, guys, one of the reasons why I, I'm struggling with science right now is because of all of the big hubbubaloo about about these these ideologies that's not real science. Denny gets into right down the bare bones of why so many of these observations lack scientific rigor and he gets right into very simple ways of of measuring uh the effectiveness of their calculations on uh you know uh climate uh, rising climate and also uh sea levels. It's really important and we found out that we had a lot of other things to talk about so we're going to shoot another video after that but Denis Rancor coming up this week. Excellent. Well everybody stay tuned for that again Mike Thanks for joining us on the program. We love to have you. El bola de fuego. We bid you farewell. Ate proxima semana, hermano. Well, Matt, like I said in the lead-in, it really does appear that the WEF was watching our show on Thursday and then quickly had to scramble to engage <laughs> in a little bit of Pravda. It seemed that way because when I read this article from the CBC that the WEF official basically said, listen, Canada... Canada has other things to worry about other than wild conspiracy theories about electric vehicles and bug butter, even though we have all the receipts. And mm -hmm. so what appears to be happening, and even discussions I've had with people, is now that this evil empire is much more out in the open, is much more unashamed and in, 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 in brazen in revealing the agenda, it seems that more and more Canadians are waking up to the reality that they've been sold out to this evil supranational globalist organization and not just the wef but the un and the who and canadians are realizing hey why is it that we're in lockstep with them and why is it that all these other countries happen to be following the same script and so we're glad that we can help shine a light on that in fact so much so is this light getting stronger and are more canadians waking up to it that the wef is concerned enough that they had to send their pr man adrian monk to confirm the narrative with the propaganda arm of the Canadian government. Now, they're the CBC, but I want to start calling them the CPC, the Canadian Pravda Corporation. I think that fits better, right? And and really, it's it, the, it's the only difference between a P and a B is one, one other little loop of, of, of misinformation. So we can call it the CPC, the Canadian Pravda Corporation. And the whole point of this visit, the whole point of this confirming the narrative was to gaslight Canadians. And so Monk is the WEF's managing director. He took to the CPC airwaves. See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep keep saying that. Hopefully it sticks. It's going to catch and on. on it is going to catch on, right? In Unlike China Fetch, thing too, this will catch on. And right. if, if you don't want to say Pravda, you can say propaganda, if that, yeah, if prob, that yeah. is easier for you. If you but don't Pravda want to speak brings Russian. In the, yeah, Pravda brings <laughs> in the Russia thing. It's a whole, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a delicious... 
it's it's a delicious trifle of tyranny with all the different layers included in it. <laughs> our our audience will notice that whenever I talk about delicious things, I'm always talking about cake and trifle and pie. They're gonna catch on mm. that I have a sweet tooth. So which is why I like <laughs> which is why I like you so much, Matt. Because I have such oh, a sweet tooth for my oh, wonderful ginger. You. I know we're thank having a you. moment here. We're having a moment. So, so anyways, this um, this lizard took to the CPC airwaves on uh, the radios, the house, and so the whole point was to make Canadians to ease Canadians. Don't worry, right? So it's almost it's what it was was it was like the wizard in the Wizard of Oz, basically telling Canadians. So Canadians are Dorothy the Lion. And Tin Man and Scarecrow, and he's basically saying, pay no attention to that man behind the green curtain, that being the WEF. He said, no, nothing to see here. Everything's fine. That's basically what was going on. And here's what he said, which, again, when I, I'm going to read this, but what he's really saying, again, is pay no attention to the evil organization directing your country. This is what he said, quote, Canada should be talking about a lot of things right now. It shouldn't really be talking about the World Economic Forum based here in Geneva, right? It's not like we live in a world where you have instant access to information and the technology has allowed us to be instantaneously connected to other places in the world where the transfer of money and information happens at the click of a fingertip. We're all the way in Geneva. We're just too far away to do anything scary. He continues, you know, there are bigger issues really for it, that's Canada, to be thinking about. Now, I, I hope the irony of this comment is not lost on our listeners. Here's a man who's not a Canadian, right? So if he's going to be appropriately woke, if he's going to be an appropriate social justician, he's not allowed to speak to Canadian issues because he's not a Canadian. He works for a globalist organization interjecting himself into Canadian politics, taking to the Canadian Pravda airwaves, and he's telling Canadians what they ought to be concerned about. Like, you're you're kind of sort of doing the very thing that Canadians are worried about. So you're telling us, don't worry about the powerful organization feeding information and controlling the narrative. And he does that by feeding information and controlling the narrative. Right? But he's hoping that we're so stupid we won't see it, and unfortunately, many won't see it, but we'll see it, and we'll call it for what it is. Now, the article, which we're going to link in the description below, is utterly astonishing. It's a, a piece of state-funded propaganda designed for the sole purpose of gaslighting Canadians. And for anyone who's unfamiliar with that, gaslighting is a term that's used in psychological abuse, where you you you, you abuse someone whether it's physically, emotionally, and then what you do is you tell them, no, 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 I didn't do that. That didn't actually really happen. No, 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 that wasn't, that wasn't the case. And so gaslighting is you do something to someone, and then enough time passes, and you say to them, no, I never did that. That didn't actually happen. No, 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 we'd, we'd, we never actually said we would never do jab mandates. We never said that. We always were going to do the jab mandates. That's an example of yeah, gaslighting. And it, it and Andrew, it's also like a way of, um, you know, uh, it comes from a movie where essentially the, the the man in the movie was trying to make his his wife seem like she was going crazy. So she, he was slowly, incrementally dimming the the lanterns outside until the the gas lanterns, right? That's where gaslighting comes from. Um, 
until she and and denying that that was the case until she thought she was the one that was crazy. So right. that's the kind of psychological manipulation that goes in in with uh, gaslighting. So that's 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 what the whole point of this article is, and that's what the whole point of this visit to the Pravda organization was about. Right there is no interaction with the myriad of materials released by the WEF regarding the Great Reset. And there is plenty. There's books. There's books written by Dr. Evil, Klaus Schwab himself, about the Great Reset and COVID-19 and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. But let's, let's not talk about that. It doesn't even mention the books. It doesn't mention the myriad of articles. Nope. No interaction with them. All that there is is a self-serving testimony of the WEF's PR guy telling Canadians, don't worry, we're not actually controlling everything. We're not going to make sure that you eat cockroach milk. No, no, no don't worry about us. Every, everything's fine. That's, that's what's going on. Yeah, and I want to – so for our listeners, so we don't succumb to this psychological manipulation, I actually want to – break down some of these plays that we see in the art article that are present here in this gaslighting in this overall play of gaslighting so then um our state funded media will make you seem like the crazy person right they'll hurl names at you like um you're a conspiracy theorist you're you're promoting disinformation um e e even in the article here uh, monk uses the typical uh way of jamming so taking two unlike things putting them together and saying well, if you are putting forward that the WEF is, you know, infiltrating 50% of the, the Canadian cabinet, which Schwab said himself, um, then you are actually, it's it's nothing but furthering even anti-Semitic tropes. So the, what he's doing there is he's not saying if you're an anti-Semite, if you're forwarding these WWEF programs uh, as as a conspiracy theory, but it's not unlike that. So he's trying to conflate the two there in a sneaky way. But I want to talk about two specific plays that are, are essentially psychological manipulation that we need to be aware of if, if we're going to defend ourselves against them and fight back. And uh, the, we've talked about the idea laundering play. Uh, we actually speak about that in the, the program we did last week, but I want to, again, just highlight how their argument is uh, we need to understand the play to get a, get around their main argument. But I want to spend some more time talking about the Mott and Bailey strategy because that's really on display in this article, which, again, will be in the description below. So, what what do we have to understand? Okay, so the Martin Bailey is uh, is just as I said a form of psychological manipulation, and the term was first employed as it pertains to argumentation by a philosopher named Nicholas Shackle, and he explains it this way. Okay. A Martin Bailey castle is a medieval system of defense in which a stone tower on a mound, that's the Mott, is surrounded by an area of land, the Bailey, which in turn is encompassed, encompassed by some sort of barrier such as a ditch or a moat or something like that. Being dark and dank, the Mott is not 
a habitation of choice. The only reason for its existence is this desirability and the defense, essentially, of the bailey, which the combination of the mott and the ditch makes relatively easy to retain despite attacks by marauders. When only lightly pressed, the ditch makes small numbers of attackers easy to defeat as they struggle across it. When heavily pressed, though, the ditch is not defensible, so neither is the bailey. Rather, one retreats to the insalubrious but defensible, perhaps impregnable, mott. Eventually, the marauder gives up when one is well-placed to reoccupy the desirable land. So leftist Marxist postmodern Michel Foucault was infamous for this brand of dishonest rhetoric and leftists since Foucault and even prior to, uh, frankly, have been using this sort of manipulation scheme and they've been using it to good effect. And essentially the Mott and Bailey is the informal fallacy of equivocation employed as a means of deception in argumentation. And in it, the arguer conflates two positions that share similarities, one modest and easy to defend, that's the Mott, and one much more controversial and hard to defend, the Bailey. The arguer advances the controversial position, but when challenged, they insist that they are only advancing the more modest position. Upon retreating to the Mott, the arguer can claim that the Bailey has not been refuted because the critic refused to attack the Mott, or that the critic is unreasonable by equating an attack on the Bailey with an attack on the Mott. We see this all the time. So if we turn back to the CBC article, we will see examples of this in Technicolor and, you know, paragraphs five to 10 and even just the argument that, that Monk wants to put forward are perfect examples of this play. So we should take courage, Andrew, that this is the level that they're having to stoop to, because what does that mean? It means we're over the target. It means that we're we're storming the Bailey and we need to keep pressing forward lest, you know, we need to bomb their mop. We need to destroy that castle and understand that they're employing this propaganda agent to to get us off the case to to overwhelm us to to uh you know obfuscate from what's clearly going on what we clearly showed with receipts in our last program so that's essentially what's going on here so if we apply it to this situation because the WEF and their radical agenda, that's the Bailey, has been exposed. They have been caught aggressively spreading that Bailey across the globe. Thus, lest they be rooted out and destroyed, dispersed, they, as a defense mechanism, they scurry back into their mop position. And practically speaking, what that sounds like in articles like the CBC is summed up in this phrase. It's just so as i've said paragraphs five to ten are a perfect example of this oh no 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 no! the wef um it's it's a group of diverse viewpoints and you know the the great reset is just one of many viewpoints except the fact that it is literally 
the being promoted by the central figure of the WEF, their commissioner, Klaus Schwab himself. They've published a two series of books on it. The great reset COVID-19, the great reset and the great narrative. Okay. So Oh, over and over again, what we see here is, oh, it's just a little article. Even in, in fact, they don't even mention the, the, the books by Schwab. They just say, oh, it was just one, one opinion piece called The Great Reset. Never mind, they literally have entire sections of <laughs> their um, website dedicated to The Great Reset. And that opinion piece was in order to highlight their overall plan and also to promote the book, which they don't deal with at all in here. And over and over again, we, what we see diminishing. Oh, it's just, we're just an organization that tries to get people across the globe to, to talk about um, ideas. We're just a think tank. That's all that we are. It's just, it's just, and here's, what's going to lead us into the idea laundering um, play that we need to understand the main, the main argument that monk employs, and we've been refuting this for a while now is he says the W E F does not prescribe policy, but rather acts as a forum for the exchanging of ideas. So we've said this over and over again on the, the, the program, them and the UN, they have these, uh, these, think tanks, these panels, these get-togethers, that they come up with ideas uh, by a panel of experts, by technocrats uh, across the globe, and they, they, none of these are binding, yet what they do is they put political pressure on people, and the the politicians that are at these Davos meetings, what these UN conferences, they go home and they enact these policies and they put forward bills to get them pushed through. And then they point to these these panels of experts, these these think tanks, these forums to justify the need for these programs. And that's how they end up laundering these ideas through their political systems. And this has happened the world over. We showed in our last program that these programs are being implemented across the globe and they're in lockstep with the WEF and the UN and the WHO, all these agendas. So that is, so Monk is being dishonest. He is gaslighting Canadian citizens. He absolutely knows the WEF launders their ideas through um, into various nations across the globe. Klaus Schwab, we showed you the video. Don't believe your lying eyes, apparently, Andrew. He said what they're proud of is they're infiltrating cabinets. Their young global leaders are being trained in their programs. They're infiltrating cabinets with their ideas. And what we're seeing, if you go to their website, if you go to the weforum.com, what you'll see is the public-private partnership includes massive countries and some of the biggest corporations across our globe. And the thing is, Monk, when it suits him, wants to downplay the influence of, of the WEF. But listen to the words of, of 
former Prime Minister Stephen Harper. And this is part of the article. They try and say, oh, conservatives, liberals, they're all implicated in this. Therefore, you're conspiracy theorists if you're trying to think there's something nefarious. All this. But that doesn't, you know, there's rhinos, there's there's fake conservatives. We've talked about that a ton on the program. But it, this, these are the words of Stephen Harper. So you can't have it both ways, Monk. This is what he says. The WEF in 2012, before much of us knew what, what was going on, an indispensable part of the global conversation amongst leaders in politics, business, and civil society. So it's not just a small a group of uh, individuals thinking up r weird ideas. It's an influential group who's laundering their ideas through influence, uh, influencing politicians and um, corporate corporate leaders across the globe into society. And to downplay it in this way is just obviously deceptive. Andrew. Did I miss anything? Do you have anything to add add to the story? No, we. I mean, we we showed the receipts. So the reality is, the WEF says we have to build back better, and we showed the montage mm. of world leaders across the globe saying build back better. The WEF in two thousand and nine said that we have target dates of twenty thirty and twenty fifty, and every nation around the world then sets those same target dates of twenty thirty and twenty fifty. Twenty thirty being clean energy and no more gas vehicles and 2050 being net zero carbon emissions. There's another montage that um, I'm gonna try to link as well for us in the show notes. I'm gonna try to find it where it's basically the reset montage. And so here you have the WEF and Klaus Schwab saying, it's time for a great reset. And I know at the very least, our prime minister and Prince Charles said, COVID-19 has presented an opportunity for us to reset, for us to re-begin, re reimagine. And so it's sure they could say, listen, we're just a think tank. We push ideas, which is true. But the problem is or the issue is when every single idea that they put forth gets adopted by every country around the world in chorus, then you can't simply say they're just a think tank. Obviously, they have a power and an influence over what happens globally. You're to so you're totally correct. It's disingenuous. And all. And again, the, the irony of it all is that here you have someone saying, we actually don't influence what happens in Canada by coming on to the CBC, sorry, the CPC, the Canadian Pravda Corporation, in order to influence the way Canadians think. Finally, Andrew, to round out our vaccines, mandates, and tyranny, oh my, episode... We want to look at what public health is posting on their job boards because this will reveal where the plans are headed, what they think might be coming down the pike because they're obviously planning for it. So this is something we will link in the description below, but this story comes to us from the counter signal, but we will also directly link the government website to uh to to the posting but this is what what it says the public health agency of canada the phac has listed openings for security guards for its quarantine facilities in toronto 
York, and Halton, Ontario. The posting requires risk management and security services for designated quarantine facilities in Ontario. The job posting was published last week and will close on September 9 at 2 p.m. Eastern. According to the Government of Canada website, travelers arriving in Canada who do not have suitable a suitable place to quarantine or isolate may be referred to a designated quarantine facility upon the direction of a quarantine officer. During a stay, travelers are required to remain in your room until you receive permission and a specific time to leave from a quarantine officer at the facility. Andrew, how is this still a thing? It's September 2022, and people are still being held in these facilities until they are no longer a threat. Again, Canada is unwilling to let COVID rules go. We've seen it at every every juncture, whether it's vaccines, even despite their ineffectiveness, whether it's... uh, it's the these isolation facilities, whether it's still employing security guards to make sure people quarantine. It's just another it, they they will not give up the the emergency. They will not give up the power that it's afforded them. And in large part, it's because of what the WEF or as we said last week the global head office has required of their flagship store you have to be fully sold out to what we're doing you have to be our country do not let go of this opportunity for the global great reset i mentioned this earlier in the show what we're dealing with here is a very real other religion that's what we're, we're we're dealing with. This is a this is a religious issue. This is a deeply spiritual thing. And in this new religion, the science and the state are God. The media are the prophets telling us what God says we need to do. The health bureaucrats are the priests, the ones telling us how to be clean and holy so that we can function and live in society. And as with every religion, you will always have some sort of purification and cleansing rituals, always. And so the cleansing and purification rituals in this religion happen to be things like vaccines and masks and the quarantining facilities and everything you need to do so that you can be integrated into society. Now, what I want to do for our viewers is I want to I want to prove this, and I want to prove it by reading from a portion of Leviticus 14. And so this, this portion here from Leviticus 14 is what to do with someone who has leprosy. So this is a person that has an infectious disease. This is a disease that is highly contagious. And what are you supposed to do with the person that has this disease who catches it? So I'm going to read this these nine verses in their totality, and then I'm going to give comment. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, This shall be the law of the leprous person for the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp, and the priest shall look. Then, if the case of the leprous disease is healed in the leprous person, the priest shall command them to take for him who is to be cleansed two live clean birds and cedar wood and scarlet yarn and hyssop. And the priest shall command them to kill one of the birds in the earthenware vessel over fresh water. 
He shall take the live bird with the cedar wood and the scarlet yarn and the hyssop and dip them in the live bird in the blood, sorry, dip them and the live bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. And he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed of the leprous disease. Then he shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird go into the open field. And he who is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes and shave off all his hair and bathe himself in water, and he shall be clean. And after that he may come into the camp, but live outside his tent seven days. And on the seventh day he shall shave off all his hair from his head, his beard, and his eyebrows. He shall shave off all his hair, and then he shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and he shall be clean." Now, a lot of people read that and think, oh, silly Jewish people or silly Christians for believing that's the word of God. The fact that you have you, you got to wash yourself and cleanse yourself and take yarn and hyssop and fashion some sort of thing, some sort of garment thing. You know, there needs to be a measure of covering and cleansing. That's silly, silly seven days out of the camp before you can be reintegrated. Oh, yeah. Try this one on for size. Let me let me reword Leviticus 14 in a way that it is going to sting for people who really, really have bought in to this narrative. The God of science and the state spoke, and these are the laws concerning the unclean and the spreading of COVID. You shall wear an ineffective mask upon your face, covering your nose and mouth, and you shall not remove it until you are away from other people or if you have to eat. You shall sanitize your hands every time you touch any foreign object that is not clean. Goggles are optional to protect your eyes from the uncleanness. If you begin to feel sick, you must stay home alone and stick Q-tips up your nose to make sure you are not unclean. If you are unclean, or if you come home from traveling abroad and you have not been protect you've not protected yourself with the magic poison you must remain outside the camp of people for 14 days until the period of your purification is complete afterwards you must continue to cover your face and sanitize your hands as often as you touch something that is not clean thus you shall keep yourself your community and your sweet little old granny safe because we are all in this together we must stay home to stay safe the scientist status God has spoken. Now, that sounds like superstitious, brainwashing, religious zeal, doesn't it? That To me, that sounds like a brainwashed religious zealot who doesn't believe in science, but who believes in superstition. At least the commands in the Bible come from God himself. And at least they're actually proven to work. At least the purification and the cleansing rituals in the Old Testament actually prevented people from catching and spreading diseases. But this black magic voodoo that we're being told, which is as religious and more superstitious than what we read in the Bible, we're, we're being told that this, this fits. And so this is another religion. This is a whole other religion. And like with the Levitical codes, here you have the priests who are telling us, oh, this is where you must go. This is what you must do in order that after the period of your uncleanness has subsided, you can exit the quarantine facility and then reintegrate back into the camp. And our audience needs to understand that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with competing religions. It is a deeply spiritual reality. And what we need to do with this is what we need to do with all false religions is call them out 
and say that they are false, say that your God is no God at all, and adherence to your false religion will only lead to destruction and suffering and death. Not life, not peace, but the opposite. Mm -hmm. And and just as we saw earlier in the program, to avoid taking part in this new sensibility, in this new state religion, you need to prove that you have a sincere, genuine conviction that you can no, you cannot take part in this religious rite. Yet, guess who is the new arbiters of who is genuine and who is not? Well, it's the same ones that is that are pushing the state religion on everybody. So you can see the perversity there. So for all of those who might be calling for separation of church and state, separation of church and state, well, sadly, most people misunderstand the, the right application of that. But what we're seeing here is our state has declared itself the new high priest of a new religion that they will force on people by way of the government gun, by way of coercive, violent government action. And we saw this. Anybody who would dare break the rules in Quebec, you know, in the, the, the winter of 2020 to gather more than six people in their house. They were forcibly, forcibly removed from their homes. We've seen this over and over and over again. And as Christians, we need to understand the plays that are being run on us, the narrative that is being foisted on us, the fact that this is indeed, as you've made mention, Andrew, a new religion, and we need to tear down the ashram. We need to fight, laugh, and feast as Christians, and we need to prophetically call out the, these foolish schemes of men. And that is the call that we have for the program. That's why we exist at the Liberty Coalition Canada, that we might provide you with some news and analysis from a Christian biblical perspective that we might call out the idols of our day, that we might tear down those ash ashram and we might fight the necessary spiritual battles that thankfully we have a great hope in Christ that he has fought those battles that he has put underfoot Satan and the world and the flesh and that he has conquered over the enemy. So these schemes of men will not ultimately avail. Um, so we have that great hope, and it is the work of Christ that is, is the predicate for the fact that we have been freed from sin. And for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada. Please subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at www.LibertyCoalitionCanada.com.